You're listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au. Before we get started, you're just going to have to bear with me a bit today. My voice has been a bit in and out since last night, so if it goes, um, I'll just keep pushing through and hopefully the message comes through clearly. Um, just firstly, I'd just like to apologise for something I said last week in my rush to quickly brush over the Trinity. I accidentally said there was three beings in the Trinity. What? We all know is incorrect. So there's three different persons and one being. So just to clear that up, just to make sure I'm not pre- preaching heresy to everyone. Um, <laughs> or just, yeah, I, in my quickness trying to brush it over, I sort of came out wrong, but that's all right. So, as, as we all know, we um, started looking at the unchangeableness of God last week. We looked at the aspects of God that makes him unchangeable and what it means in our lives. So this week, I want to just do a quick recap of what we looked at last week, and then I also want to go through how that looks in our lives, how God's unchangeableness affects us. So, just to start off the recap, I might just read Malachi 3.6, what says... For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. So our God is an all-knowing God, and he's also an all... He's a faithful God, a loving God, an unchangeable God. All his character makes who God is. We can't have God if we try and delete one of his characters. So our um, sort of my mission for this... This, this series is that we'll have a higher view and a deeper understanding of our God, what in turn will bring us to a place of a more wholehearted worship and put us into a place to be able to serve, serve God to the fullest as we can. Um, like I've said in, in a couple other preachers, if we don't understand something, then how can we possibly serve it? We've got to be grounded in, in something to be able to understand something. And you might remember a few preachers back here I preached on how we've got to be grounded in Christ and Christ only. If we've got two groundings, then we, we put ourselves into a place of where we can fall short. Uh, what else we learned? So last week we learned that my wife has a mm-hmm language problem that drives me up the wall. But actually that's, that's my problem. That's something I've got to deal with. And like with God is an unchanging God, if there's something that we don't believe or agree with his character... There's something in us that we must change. It's not the other way around. God doesn't change for us because we think he should be this. Otherwise, if we're trying to serve a God where we delete some of his character, who are we truly serving? When we get to a place that we understand and we accept who God is and his character, it actually brings us to a place where our hearts are aligned with God. And when our hearts are aligned with him, just like I've started using Sarah's language, because our hearts are aligned, our hearts for the plan that he has for us are aligned with him and we want to preach God, allowing allowing Christ to influence us and us to influence people and Christ is glorified through that. So last week we went through that God is unchanging. None of God's attributes can increase as he is unchangingly infinite. What do I mean by that? It means his knowledge can't increase or decrease, his faithfulness can't increase or decrease, There's nothing that we could add or do to decrease to his glory. He can't become more holy or decrease in steadfastness. He is unchanging and he will never change. God has a perfect plan for us and he only has the plan A. There is no plan B. 
No matter, no matter how much we beg God to change that plan, because we don't see that fitting into our lives, he won't. His plan is perfect from the get-go. doesn't matter what it is, we just need to allow Christ to transform us from the inside and um, work to that perfect plan. If we start trying to add our version of our plan to God's perfect plan, then we're not following the plan that God has for our lives. Like God has a perfect plan for us, God's salvation plan is never changing. He doesn't change his mind because we've done something, a worse sin than another one. He doesn't change it every week that one moment you've got to live here to be saved, the next you've got to be there. The salvation plan is the same for me, it's the same for you, it's the same for everyone for all generations from the from now to then. And luckily for that, because if God constantly changed his salvation plan... How could we possibly be saved? We'd be constantly running rings around each other to try and find out what God's next salvation idea is. Like with God's unchanging salvation plan, that means there's only two, two sides of that plan. It's only being born again into the kingdom of God to rule with Jesus, or it's God's wrath. There's no in-between. There's no changing to the two sides. What leads led me to the question of, are you truly born again? It's the question that we really need to work out in our lives and understand that we are truly born again. Because if it is truly unchanging, then the, the punishment of not being born again and believing Christ is eternal wrath. We also looked over that the word is never changing and the word can never be altered in our lives. What God has said is what God means and says forever. Um, so that's that's just a quick recap of what we looked at last week. If you missed it, can I encourage you to just go back to the podcast, just um, have a listen to that, then you get a deeper understanding of what I'm getting at today. Um, so we'll, we'll move on. So like I said before, today I'd like to look at how we respond to God's unchangeableness in our lives, what it means and what it looks like in our lives, and what can we get from the scripture through this. So God is the God who was, God is the God who is, and God is the God who is to come. And the God who is to come is the God that who was. God is never changing. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And that will never change. He's the same from the Old Testament to now. He's, he's the same yesterday, today, the present, and the future. The, he's unchanging in all aspects of his character. And his plans for our life. He is God. He is God and he will never change. In God and who he is and what he has done for us comes great assurance, but it also comes with great warnings as well. And what does that mean for us with God's unchangeable nature? Firstly, we can gain faith in that God is unchanging. But it brings assurance and confidence and hope in God that his plans are perfect and that he is always with us. If God is I am, who I say I am, then, sure, then we can be sure that we are stepping into something God has called us to. He is in control. He has already planned. He has already planned it, and there's no plan B. He knows exactly what's going to happen. With God having an unchangeable nature, then alongside the insurance of salvation, it brings an increase in our faith. As God is unchanging, that we should have faith in Him, that He has that all that He has said is true, and he, our situations won't change. We gain confidence in an unchanging God that he allows us to have faith in Christ or that he is. Uh, all that he is and said, said is true. 
which drives us to live out and step out in faith to do the unchanging plan of God. God's unchanging plan for salvation places us in a position that through faith in Christ, we are changed and made right, right with God, which places us in a position to live out the next part of the plan, what is the Great Commission advancing the gospel. So through God's unchangingness, it gives us the faith to step into what God is calling us to. As we know, that is the part of a perfect plan that has been there from day dot. Faith in that God promises don't change and he is always with you. We've got to be strong and courageous to be able to step into those plans. But with the faith that his word never changes and he's in control, that gives us the courage and the strength to push into him. We're saying that it gives us... Saying that, it gives us a number of things in our life. So, the the next point that we can gain from God's unchangeableness is assurance and confidence. So, the insurance and confidence we can get in that we are born again and salvation is not changing. As we learned last time, God's salvation plan is not changing. And two, two sides. God has known you since the beginning of time. He knows your heart. As the word reveals your heart, there is nothing that can be hidden from God. So through the word, there's nothing that we can hide from God. God knows our hearts. He knows exactly what we think, exactly how we feel. He knows our, us from the inside out. And saying that, um, he knows when we are truly born again. He knows your heart. He knows when you receive Christ. And in that, we gain confidence and assurance that that will never change. We gain, gain great assurance in the fact that the requirements to be saved are the same now as they were from in the beginning and will be the same until the end. Who God pronounces righteous will always be righteous. There's nothing that can remove you from the promise of redemption. Nothing can separate us from his great unfailing, unchanging love of God. Romans eight twenty nine to 30. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. Those whom he justified, he also glorified. And then Isaiah 43.1. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. But to have assurance that we are born again, we need to know God's word and believe in Christ's plan and redemption. The deeper we push into God, the more that is revealed through Christ. As it says in Psalm 46 verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. I will exalt, I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. So the key, key word I want to pick up from that verse is be still and know. How can we be still and know if we don't know who God is? And the, and the way we learn who God is, is, is through relationship with Him and what His Word says, says about Him. Knowledge comes from experience. Who's made mistakes in their life? I know I have. I've learned pretty quickly from my mistakes. And through making those mistakes, I gain knowledge. But in God's Word, we can find we can find we can gain knowledge through the experience of people who have lived out what God has called them to and how God reacts in certain situations. He reveals his character in his word, and which we learned last week is unchanging and will never change. And through that knowledge and knowing knowing he won't change means that we can have have assurance in our life. 
Nothing phases God. He's never caught off guard. I don't know about you, but as a kid, I used to love hiding around the corner and jumping out at my mum and sister, scaring them. And um, I used to get a kick out of it. It used to be hilarious when you caught them off guard. But sorry to say, nothing phases God. God can never be caught out off guard. You can't jump out and surprise God with what you're doing. Through knowing him and knowing his word, we gain the assurance of our past, our present, and our future. What gives us confidence to step out in him. And through that knowledge, we can be assured sorry, that in the world... That in a world that is always changing, God is the only unchangeable part that we can rely on. As, as a human, I don't know about you, um, who hates change? None of us love drastic change in our lives. Um, unlike God who is unchanging, we as his creation are constantly changing. We experience it every, every part of our life. For a, in our minds, we change our minds left, right and centre every week that you always have a change of mind. In our nature, sometimes we can conform to someone's opinion of what we should be. In our appearance, I can guarantee that no one looks the same as they did when they were 10 years old to what they are now. Everyone is aging. We change jobs constantly. Our lifestyles change. We move around. The world around us is constantly changing. We don't have to look very far for evidence of this in our lives, but we don't have to look very far in the Bible for evidence that we change as well. I mean, if we look at when Jesus first rode into Jerusalem the week he was crucified, everyone yelled out, Hosanna, and by Friday they were yelling out, crucify him. We are constantly changing and we are constantly affected by a world of change. What? In a world that's changing, we can often find it hard to grasp the thought of something that is unchanging. As we see in the world, we barely have anything to go by. Through this unchanging world, we can be assured, uh, sorry, through the unchanging word, we can be assured of who God is and the future and our future, giving us the ability to be still and know who He is and know that He is in control and, and uh, in control of our past, our present and our future. We can be still, we don't have to fear, we don't have to panic. Through being still and knowing God's plan for us, we have assurance of the future. Who's heard the saying, the sun will come up tomorrow? Yeah. Pretty common saying in this world. I mean, we, in a world that is constantly changing around us, we look for things that won't change. In an earthly view, this, uh, the sun will come up tomorrow as it did today, tomorrow, and the next day. We're quite often hearing this saying when something bad's happened to us, when we made a mistake. Someone might quite often say, oh, well, the sun's going to come up. It's normal. It's unchanging. It's going to happen. Um... And sorry for all those people that are going to have that the sun will come up song stuck in your head for the next week. I know how frustrating and annoying that is. As soon as I mentioned this part to Sarah, she started singing it. What was really frustrating. <laughs> That's all good. But as Christians, can you imagine the day of the complete shock that a normal part of human life when the sun doesn't come up the way it normally should? And what will happen if you don't know Christ? But for us to have confidence in God's salvation plan, then we have confidence in our futures with him. Once we are saved, we don't have to worry about our future and the plan he has for our lives. As we went through last, as we went through the plan he has for us last week. If you missed it, just look up the podcast again. Um, but because we can read God's word into what will happen to the future, we know our fates. We know the will, how it will end up. 
once again, I urge you, if you don't know Christ, to really look into being born again. As a Christian, we can be assured as how the world will end and who wins the race. I mean, there's not even a challenge. Christ is the only horse in a one-horse race. We know the winner. But through our salvation, we are assured that God has a perfect plan for us and that we don't have to be afraid who wins the end game. But knowing this and knowing this plan won't won't change and should drive us to the next point of what God's unchanging plan is in our lives. And through that, God's unplay, uh, through that, God's never changing plan, it also brings direction to our lives now. In an ever changing world, God is the unchanging reference point of our lives. It gives us direction on the way we should live. Through God's word, he, word, he describes the way we should live. Living should be. Jesus came. He, he lived the way. He showed us the way. We should treat, he showed us the way we should treat people. He showed us the way we should preach the word. He showed us the way of what we should be doing as Christians and that we need to represent him in all that we do. The way God has shown us and told us to live out in our lives, like his plan, is unchanging. We can read about it and wonder, how can we do that on our own? We can't live Christ's call out on our lives on our own because we, we are constantly fighting ourselves between the right way and our sinful nature. We're constantly changing and having that struggle and battle between our two sides of ourselves. It's impossible to live out a Christian life on your own. That's where we need to be born again. And being changed, we need to be changed by Christ from the inside out. We need to allow his Holy Spirit to work in us. And we need, need his spirit, we need Christ to be able to live out the plan and the life that he's shown us to live out. But even when we're saved, we all struggle and still battle with that second side, that sin. But God is always with us. And through that, it gives us direction. It gives us assurance that God will never leave us. As it is written in Psalm 119, 105. I'm just going to fire through some what God is in our lives and some scriptures pretty quick. Um, just keep it moving. So Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. God's word gives us direction. It leads us through life and it gives us the way that we should live. God is also our rock in our life. Psalm 62 verse 2. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. There are so many references of Christ as our rock and our cornerstone. I don't know about you guys, but if you, if you know much about building, but if a foundation moves or a cornerstone is moved in the building, nothing, that building will eventually crumble. God is the only constant hard foundation and constant cornerstone that is always in the right spot, unchangingly, is always there for us. The Lord is also our light and our salvation, Psalm 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light, my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? He has also declared that he is always with us. We have Matthew 28, 20. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. We'll get to the rest of that um, chapter in a minute, because I know that's a bit random, that verse. But we'll get into that in a minute. Um, here's also our fortress, Psalm 46. Well, it says, God is our refuge and our strength, our very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, 
though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble and its swelling. There is a river whose stream makes glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and behold the work of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Um, God is also our shepherd through life. He leads us and gives us direction. Psalm 23, well, I'm sure we all know really well, is the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of fear, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God is Yahweh. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the God who is, who was, and is to come. God is constantly leading us through life and giving us direction, but he also is never never leaves us. He's always there. We are never alone. We can live out this perfect plan that he's called us to live, because he is with us and leading us. But with that, he's also given us a mission on this earth for what we should be doing once we're saved. And that once again, that call has never changed our lives. We need to be living this out daily. It's it's part of the unchangeable plan of Christ. So can we go to Matthew 28, 16 to 20? I'm sure we all know this, but we're going to go through it. Now the 11, what is the Great Commission? So... Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the end of the age." As we can take great confidence in our futures in Christ and that he won't change, it should drive us to wanting to live out the Great Commission in our lives. As I, re- I recently heard a preach on the Great Commission, and the pastor made a really simple statement, but it makes you really think. It's called the Great Commission and not the Great Suggestion. Jesus has commissioned us to go into the world and make disciples wherever we might go. He has called us to go out. And once again, we see that God is unchanging from start present to the future and he states again that i'm with you to the end of the age so from this passage alone we gain assurance in god's unchangeable nature that he's with you always not just until you finish the day not till you just finish the year but he's never leaving you and he has given you direction on how you should live out your life teaching christ and his gospel well as we read in this passage it says that we should keep the gift of christ to ourselves and not telling anyone right Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no. He, he's given them, he's given us a mission. It's not a suggestion. We need to take Christ to the world. We need to go spread Christ the good news. We can't keep it to ourselves. And he doesn't suggest that we keep it to ourselves, but he directs us to go out and make disciples in the world. And he gives us assurance to that mission that he is there with us. He's made the perfect plan. 
He's given us the mission. He's in there always. All we need to do is be faithful and step out in courage and live that life out. God is always involved with the plan for our lives. He doesn't tell us the plan and then leave us on our own. We don't need to fear when living out God's plan. God is in our lives because Christ has eliminated fear. The end result we know we shouldn't be fearing what might happen. We should give all fear over to Christ and allow him to work through us. As fear is not from God, it's an emotion inside us that Satan loves to play with our emotions. He loves to play on our fear as it stops us walking in God's plan for our lives. Once we hand the fear over to Christ and understand that he is with us always to the end of the age, we can be still and know that he is with us and he holds the plans of our lives and we can walk in those plans. Have faith, he will never leave you. Be strong and courageous in that faith, for He knows, for we know the end result. We don't know the result of that plan, but we know the unchangeableness of that plan, and that is that God is with us in that always. God's plans never change. The only thing that needs to change is how we respond to that. God only has a plan A and B, as I've said probably about 50 or 70 times, um, but it's up to us to follow that plan wholeheartedly and know who he is and know that he's in that plan. Because in the end, if once again, if we're trying to change that plan, who are we truly serving? All right, next point of God's unchangeable plan is that God's word brings wisdom in our life in all situations. Like how we talked about before, knowledge into God's word brings us closest to God. But it also brings protection over our lives, over false teaching, as it, we are warned in 1 John 4, 1 to 6. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test every spirit to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not of God. This is a spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world listens to them. Who are, who are from God? Whoever knows God listens. <coughs> Sorry. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know that the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Then in Matthew twenty four twenty four. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. As we can see, there are people in the last days, and we all know that we're in the last days, because it's been the last days ever since Christ first left us, but there'll be people who try and teach you false teachings and false prophecies. And there's a 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says... But test everything and hold fast to what is good. It says that we are to test everything and to see if it is from God. We need to make sure that what we're being taught and spoken of our lives is true and from God. Otherwise, it places us in a position to be led astray. And the way we can test what we're being taught is from God or not is by God's word, of which we know is unchanging. The more we know, the better equipped we are and stay strong through opposition. And the assurance that the unchanging word of God, what can't be added to. If someone is trying to teach something outside the Bible, 
then with the knowledge that God's word is unchanging, it gives us the courage to know that this is not from God and not to believe it. People will try and lead you away with false doctrine. Once again, it's us humans trying to, God's, trying to change God's perfect plan. We're trying to bring the glory for ourselves and not of Christ, so we need to be careful. God's perfect word, what is unchangeable, and comes with a strong warning against believing false doctrine. If we start believing things that aren't from God, um, Revelations 2, 4 to 5 says, But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had for me first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand in a place unless you repent. We open ourselves to all types of hurt and pain if we start believing false doctrine and start believing things that aren't of God. We start to worship an image of God and not who God truly is. So with the knowledge that God's word is true and unchanging, then use it as a tool um, so that we're not led astray. It offers wisdom and knowledge over area that we might not be sure about. If it's not in the Bible or if it doesn't line up with God's laws or nature, then don't allow yourself to be led away by it. Test everything by the word of God as it brings wisdom and understanding and guides and protects. So in conclusion, I'm going to wrap these two parts up. Um, we've gone, gone through a fair bit over the last couple of weeks. We've learned that God is unchanging. God is who was, God is who is, and God is who is to come. There is no change in God. In a world that is constantly changing, our only reliable source is God of a non-changing aspect. We can take courage as he never changes. His plans stay the same for our lives. The plan of salvation never changes. But also, we need to take that as a warning as well. We need to make sure that we are born again, that we're on the right side of that plan, as there is only two sides, born again or suffer God's wrath. Where do you stand? Take courage in an unchanging God who will always be with you. He's a rock, he's a rock in our salvation. And whom? Who has redeemed us. Once you are redeemed, who can ever pluck you away from the Father's love? Take courage in that through a world around you changes, he never will. His plans for your life are always perfect and he's always in those plans. We can be strong and courageous and have faith to work in those plans. Be strong and courageous as God's plan for your life is unchanging to take his word out. Don't hide Christ, but share it freely among many. And take take courage that God will never change. Thanks for listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au.